Like what is love? It's like pitting all my trust in this double cup. Got no lust, cause I ain't giving love. I'm stacking on the green, cause I run it up, I run it up. Packing heat, cause this is what I trust. Same made at your face, them semis gonna bust. I'm talking 40, running the race, talking to your shorty, robbing your place. I'm in your house like court, finding where you stay. Catch you while you snoring. This life I live ain't new. Fuck all these hoes, cause all I want is blues. Get into the money, ain't that shit so true? Even if it's sunny, no, we pullin' Good, good day to the world. The world is listening to the DDRL podcast. And that is the Debbie Diaz reporting live over here in the She Shack over in Apollo Beach. It is sunny and it is beautiful out over here in the skies are bright and the humidity is down and the forecast says that it's a little riptide going on over in the ocean waters of the Gulf of Tampa Bay. So I guess if you're going boating on this beautiful on a Tuesday growing up, everything always happens on a Tuesday. It is Tuesday, right? I think, wait, let me, uh, hey Siri. No, it's Wednesday. Oh my gosh. I always mess up that shit. <gasps> it's hump day, people. It's hump day. We went from talk. Oh, whoa. Siri just yelled at me. Like, what did you say, Siri? Siri said, I don't know how to respond to that. Siri's, see, I have like the bitch of all bitches series. I even changed the Siri from female to a male, thought the masculinity would like kick in. And I'm like, so are you, do you have a girlfriend? Hey Siri, do you have a girlfriend? I'm not sure I understand. Hey Siri, are you gay or straight? I don't have a sexual orientation. Hey Siri, do you like answering these questions? Hmm, I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? Yeah, can you roast me? I'm not sure I understand. What? The other series know how to roast. Hey Siri, roast me. I wasn't really designed to be good at making insults. So, um, something, 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 something. Fire emoji, crying with laughter emoji. That was the most pathetic response ever. I'm gonna have to go with uh, Google on that one. Or <laughs> I think Alexa was even, Alexa wins that trophy for that one. Jeez, that was bad, that was bad. So I just want to say um, I hope you're having a wonderful day. A positive patties are always in the house over here. Sometimes we are cranky bitches. <clears throat> I am. And I can't help it. I'm just human and I just like to speak my mind and not take in other people's auras because I'm empath and blah, 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 blah. But I do want to talk about some deep stuff that's going on around the trending trending topics of the intro net in the podcast. Everybody is curious of the ins and outs of the world that a lot of people are afraid or shamed and hide away from talking about the, and unfortunately if you live in Florida, it's public records, the incarceration world. And don't just sit there like you're some Miss Pris, Mr. Prince, sitting on your little, you know, high horse thinking that the world doesn't know that you got arrested at some point in your life for a DUI or domestic 
or some little bullshit that you just, you know, think that you are invincible. It happens to the best of us. It happens to a lot of us. And it, you know, it's not a bad thing. After all, sometimes some of us need it. I am definitely a statistic in that world. I was actually not one to really discuss, you know, talking about that topic at all because I was ashamed of the situation, but I am built from every mistake I've made. And because of those situations, it has given me life lessons under my belt that have got me to where I'm at today and have made me more street smart in my decision-making in a lot of different scenarios. And without having those unfortunate incarceration times, I probably, I don't know who knows where I'd be right now, but I definitely feel like it helped me and I hated it at the time. But I mean, everything happens for a reason and our God or who's God, your God, whoever God you believe in, or if you don't believe in whatever, you know, has a plan for us. And I can hear you, you know, doing that every two seconds. So, all right, I have a special guest in the house here, first time on a podcast with us. And I'm trying to introduce to him how sensitive the microphones are in the podcast studio. You can pick up a, a fly in here buzzing around on a on a door and you can the microphones pick up that and he's over here <laughs> I mean I, I can hear you through my headset every every little inch you know but you know it's okay it's first time here and speaking of incarceration he is he is coming here to openly answer some questions that a lot of people have about about jail about prison and about the inside you know survival survival kit and I appreciate and welcome Mr. Esteban Santana. Welcome to the WDS Reporting Live Broadcasting Podcast. How are good, you? Good morning, guys. Are you not going to speak in Spanish? Buenos dias, gente. Oh, como se dice, come closer to the microphone. Okay, can you say I, that? I, can you do that? No, no, that doesn't mean like, you know. I'm you know. getting closer. You no, just your, said. Micro- your microphone wasn't working. I, I'm right here. I'm sorry. So it, it took me a while when I first met you to, you know, pronounce your name correctly because I, you, I don't know, I, I guess I, I butcher the English language, I butcher the Spanish language, unfortunately. I have a speech in Penby. I can't even say that word. So. Do, you, do I have a little area of excuse as a, as a white blonde girl to like get away with, get away with that, or am I just the gringa? No, you're my pinch madre. You <laughs> oh my goodness, pinch madre! For those of you who don't know a lick of Spanish, that in the Mexican, you are from Mexico, correct? The family. The family is Mexican American. Mexican American. The worst. The worst word, one of the worst words to say in the Mexican Spanish language, because you know the Puerto Ricans have their way, the Mexicans, the Spaniards, the Brazilians, whatever. Every every you know Latin Latin world has their their own pronounce not pronunciation. They all understand that word. Though. They all understand that word. Yes, they do. So what's the worst? Okay, so that is like it's one of the worst. Us, like calling you a motherfucker. So okay, so that's not that. I say that in English, you know. So. I don't find it that. What about the punto and the putas? Yes, uh, horn. 
That's horror? Is that horror in all of them? But it's worse when you say pinche madre. It all depends who you say to it, how you say it. How do you say that then in, in the Puerto Rican way? Uh, I'm not Puerto Rican, so I couldn't tell you. Oh, oh, that's, you know, that's when, that reminds me of that Tupac song. When I, when I hear the Puerto Ricans and the Mexicans don't like each other. It's like that one song where he goes, when um, he's talking about killing people, I had sex with your wife, and not in those words. He's talking about, I want to see you deceased. What song is that? You live and die in LA. What's the beginning of that? That though, it goes like, "This is when West Side meets East Side." You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Yes, you do. I know, I know. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. So, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. First time on a um, podcast. Um, are you nervous at all? A little bit, but not really. Not really. Are you comfortable? Do you, do you need a cafe con oh, leche? Yes. No, do you I need just, a Corona, just... a cerveza? No, I just. <laughs> you want some tacos? He's a pichamari. <laughs> that is the only word that um, he has really taught me. Taught me over the time, the years I've known you. It's just a, been a couple of years, right? Since, yeah. Since I met you, you you have you have hair now on your head. Um, yes. When I first I met you, out. you didn't have hair. You went with that skinhead look that said you danger. It said uh, let's see. Um, kind of gave me the impression of serial killer. <laughs> You look like tattoos on my head. Yeah, you look like a scary motherfucker. I tell you, I kind of liked it because people stayed away from me and they didn't really talk to me. Well, how come I didn't stay away from you? No, you. You were scared. No, I wasn't scared. No, I wasn't. I was scared. I was scared. I wasn't scared at all. I was not in the mood to deal with some of the things that were addressed to me. That's what it was. Let's not even go down that road. We're talking about you today. This is about you and only you. So I encouraged him to grow his hair out so that he would look less scary to children in society and and be more approachable. It worked. It worked. You look like a totally different person. Mm -hmm. You do. I have good hair. I mean, yeah, you have really, really good hair. He is literally the like the better hair. You need to be in a Pantene commercial, or not even Pantene, a better one. You need to be in a Paul Mitchell commercial with your hair. At your age, you are in your young 40s, and you have probably more hair on your head than a 10-year-old girl in a modeling pageant. I mean, literally, your hair is, like, beautiful. <laughs> I mean, you have really good hair. You're not going bald anytime soon. I mean, you, well... You were bald, you know, before. I had shaved. I mean, you, what a difference hair does make from... Yes, it does, because actually people have come up to me and talked to me and just start conversations. And when I had my head shaved off, it was like, they will see me and they'll just turn the other way. As soon as they see me, just as as they turn back and walk the other way. So you are now adjust. Is it because maybe you've been around some different personalities, you know, that are a little extroverted like myself and and others who we talk to people and it's kind of normal you're not so you're coming out of your shell a little bit maybe yep i'm not really friendly like people like talk to everybody like most of you i just try to speak to myself but you seem to be coming out of the shell with with the hair the new hair well i'll have to if it's okay with you and your um you know tattoos we will have to show a picture on the in there on our website of the before and after of your pictures. Oh uh, yeah. And we'll do a, we'll do a poll of like you know whatever you know everybody thinks scary or not scary, you know serial killer, non serial killer, <laughs> friendly, 
no, approachable, not approachable. So let's talk about tattoos. So I recently um, talked about my tattoos that I just started getting into the tattoo world um, a couple years ago. My oldest son, Nathan, and I, we, we are both Pisces. And he, he's got some tats going on him and he wanted to get one with me and we both, I got the Pisces symbol on our wrist. Well, I got mine on wrist, he got his on his collar. And my whole life, I never got a tattoo because even in, even drunk in Ebor, I never even got a tattoo because I couldn't think of something to put on my body that I wanted there forever. You know, like everybody seems to have their symbols and, and what they have on their body, which just means something to them. I couldn't figure it out I was thinking a Barbie shoe I was like the only thing I could think of was a Barbie shoe to put on my pinky toe or something and I never did it so until that tattoo with the Pisces it opened up a whole world for me now because I love fishing you know fishing captain almost there with that license and everything and I want to sleeve up now my whole arm with with water signs I'm a you know Pisces is a water sign with fish and in my fishing pole, which I have. So it kind of, it's it opened up the whole world for me. And I have had, believe it or not, I have a tattoo of my pink fishing pole. It's a pen on my left arm, I'm left-handed. And with some koi fish on it. And um, it's got my the spear, what's that called again? My the spear thing? I always mess up, forget what that's called. Spear, it's for fishing. Spear it's like a spear thing, yeah. It's like a boomerang underwater, or like not yeah, a boomerang. A spear gun. Spear is a spear gun, or is it yeah. something else? I always mess it it's up. Got a spear gun. Anyway, that's tattooed on me, and that was actually done by a gang member in the Latin Kings. And now I have an octopus that was custom drawn by Miller Mac, that one of the vaginas, and because I love octopuses now. And that was done by a gang member from the Latin Life. So I believe that I like to have my tattoos done by gang members that were in prison. You know why? Because if you can make a tattoo, if you can draw a tattoo in prison and put that type of art detail on someone's body with the material, limited materials in prison, you must be phenomenal at doing tattoos. I mean, is that not true? Yes, it is. Do um, you have any prison tattoos? Yes, I do. And were you scared to get them done knowing the limited amount of supplies? Uh, no, I was more scared of the person that was doing the tattoos to making sure that he wasn't putting the ink that he was using on one person back into his container. That is the question of the day. And how and what was used to do this? Okay, what they used is a lighter and um, a motor for a lighter. A lighter, they take the spring out of the lighter. Isn't that contraband? Uh, no, because before in 2010, I think they took the tobacco out of the facilities and they would sell lighters and um, cigarettes and stop on canteens. So, so you were allowed to have it. What? You were allowed to have a lighter? And cigarettes, yeah. In, 2000, in 2010, I believe it was 2000, yeah, 2011 is when they took the tobacco out of the... How many prison tattoos do you have? Like you were you were incarcerated for how long? 18 months. 18 months in these, prison. I got these three skulls the first week I got there. Microphone? I said I got these three skulls on my left hand the first week that I got there. 
The first week you got there, you got those three skulls. Yeah. The fourth day when I got to the um, main unit. So, Mr. Um, Santana over here is pretty tatted up um, sleeve-wise, neck-wise, eye-wise, head-wise, leg-wise, belly-wise, back-wise. I mean, he's got, he's got ink all over. So, there is these skulls he's referencing that are pretty detailed, and those are... Those came straight from an individual in prison, correct? Yes, I met him on the on on the bus going to Orlando, and from Orlando we ended up going to the same camp in Casper City, Hamilton CI. How in the world do you take machinery that I had done on my body? into a prison and use to do that kind they of have, art. They have everything they need in there. They use a motor from uh, a razor. They sell uh, razors on the canteen and they take the motor out of that and make a tattoo. A razor out of it? Yeah, they, give, they sell like on um, canteen, they sell these razors. Like to shave. Electric razors? Yeah, electric razors and um, battery ones. They use battery ones. They take the motor out of that, and then they either grab a fork, a plastic fork, or anything kind of plastic. And for the ink, it's called SID. It's incorrect. I'm not saying it right, but it, all it is is a burned plastic that they put like a paper on top of it, and they burn like plastic cups or the the checker checker pieces, the red and black pieces or white cups anything that would be plastic they would burn it and then the, the plastic would le- let out some black smoke like dark dark black and they would put a paper what? on top whoa and, that's and, how I feel about that wait the- <laughs> that sounds a little dangerous to me people I don't know but was this in 1969 that's how they make the tattoo ink in there, though. Weren't you, like, Some like, did you were, not think of the sanitary, like, you were going to get lead, like, ink oh, poisoning? Oh, that's why you have to buy the stuff that you need, and they build you your own, they build you your own fucking tattoo gun, kind of. Okay. So, you, only one person uses it, and then after that, they dispose of it. So, what if, uh, what if, like, uh, the law, the COs come by, what uh, is this, contraband, obviously? Yeah, if they see you with a fresh tattoo, of course, you'll get written up for the box, but... Nine times out of ten, the motherfuckers will go in there and be like, okay, I, I know y'all motherfuckers are back here doing tattoos. I know y'all motherfuckers are back here smoking weed. I know y'all motherfuckers smoking are back here. Smoking weed? You can get whatever the fuck you want in there just like you can out here. How do you Causing, hide the smell? Uh, Baby powders and cigarettes. And we'll smoke by the vents and it'll blow the smoke straight out of the facility. I mean, that just seems ridiculous to me. I mean, I've been incarcerated in jail. I mean, the most time I've done was seven, almost seven months in a in Marion County. Is the most I thought it was the most hellhole of a hole. I don't know how I even ended up out there. Honestly, I don't even know. It just ah, oh, it was just pure hell. I could not imagine smoking anything in the in those pods or anything without a CO smelling it or hearing it or, or somebody snitching. No, because you don't want to be um, labeled as a snitch. So nine times out of ten, when you see somebody do something that we're supposed to be doing, you just turn the other way. So how long did a tattoo like that take in in prison? Um, I think we were done like in thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Yeah, because those guys are like.
fast. Like, I mean, you also gotta like choose the guy that you want to do your tattoo. Watch what he does. Like, watch some of his work because literally there would just be in the back of the pot. It was like 92 people in one pot, and they would have like the back area. It was like they would put the sheets on the beds and like where the officer couldn't see it, or they let the sheets hang down so it'll block the view from the. Was it noisy the, too? Yeah, they, I mean, they knew they were tat- the officers literally knew that they were tatting back there, and he just said they he didn't give a fuck about what we were doing back there, smoking, drink, you know, what I'm saying, drinking. He said as long as nobody hurts each other, why he was in there for his eight hours, so he doesn't have to do no paperwork. He didn't give a fuck what we did back there. And in reality, that's what they told us. That's what they would say. And so we just stayed out of their way and do what we do and. So did you have to, okay, because I, when I was in my, um, my almost, I don't even want to say it, P word, prison time, is it called the year in the day thing, right? You like, go to prison when you get a year in the day. Oh, you go to prison with the year in the day. Okay, I was under a year in a day then. So, um, I, in my under a year in a day, I was a trustee in the, um, black and white, you know, uniform and in the pod and there was a tattoo artist in there and what she did was, uh, um, she actually made designs and pictures for us that we would have to sacrifice our food and you know our like our cake that we got with our with our shit on a shingle you know dinner or something like that is that what you well, how did you pay the tattoo uh, guy because up, up in prison you would, if people would send you money and then um, you would buy whatever they wanted they like oh give me three three bags of cig- I, I mean three packs of ta- uh, tops or three bags of um, coffee. Like coffee is like, like really like the number one thing they're selling there. Coffee and cigarettes is like, those, that's like the number one thing that they need in there. All the guys that do tattoos. So they would just tell you, they would give you a list and they were like, oh look, give me $40 worth of canteen and here's the list. So then you would go out there when they would call a yard. You go out there and you got a chance to get in the canteen line. In the canteen line, you go in line and then you get up there. You give them your ID card and they run it like if it was a credit card. And you just give them the list or you tell the guy what you want. He'll give it to you in a bag and he'll run your, run your ID, take the money out of your card. and then Oh my God. That seriously sounds like a merchant service. Services, like that's high tech. I mean, it's, there's a difference. There's a difference between jail and prison, obviously, in that in that world at all. Like jail, I think, is like the basic bitches of what you can get away with. I mean, everybody's a con artist. You know, you're you're stuck in a building in a pod with 80. Each pod has like 80 to what 100, in, you know, criminals in there, That's inmates, like they and they all door. are masterminds of manipulation and finessing of the system and, and other things. So when you put all them together, they come up with some crafty ass shit. And I was blown away. I must have been under a turtle shell my entire life. And when I found out that you can make, you can do um, eyebrows, and you, I mean, they would pluck each other's eyebrows with string off of the their their uniform bottoms. They would pull the string off the waist and then be able to pluck eyebrows just like they do, you know, like you pay for them at the salon. And the tattoo chick, she would take deodorant and a, and a rag and a magazine and be able to draw SpongeBob SquarePants and, and cartoon characters just out of using deodorant and, and um, scrubbing yeah. it off the ink and, and making they, art. The deodorant was 
for the stencil that they would make, they would put the order on you and they would put the stencil on you so the ink will stay on the order. And what kind of ink did they use? A pencil. They would just outline the drawing with the number two pencil. Just number two pencil. Or, or that's what the the number two is the lead one. That's the only one. They, I mean, that's what they got in their pencil. Oh my gosh. That's a, that's the same pencil. That's the number two lead ones was the ones that's the most poisonous one. Oh, I don't know if it's a number two pencil, but it was a. No, you're pencil. right though. I mean, that's back then. How, how long ago were you um, in prison? Oh, so it's a minute. It's been a minute. You know what? That's kind of when I was in jail. I was in jail around 2013 for that time. But you know, I was 33 years old when I got out, and that was the year that Jesus died on the cross for resurrection. That's what I thought. I was like, I'm getting out at 33, age 33. I'm going to be like Jesus and be this resurrection. I didn't even know about Jesus until I went to jail. I was one of those Jesus jail people because I didn't. My parents didn't raised me in the religion, even though they were Catholic and, and Protestant, they didn't baptize any of us. Were you into the Bible and, and all that when you were in, in prison as well? All that. I love when people yawn on the show. It's, like, just, uh, it's well, just, it just makes me feel so entertained when they have that nice I yawn just, that, <sighs> you want to do one more? It's contagious. You should do it again. And then I'll yawn. We can yawn together. You want to burp together too? I don't have to fart. I'm good. But I could probably burp. Okay, so come on. What? What? I, I just forgot. I just forgot what I was asking then. I don't know. You're, no, you're, what did we both just flatline? No, I don't know. What, what was I just about? talking to you about? And then I was just distracted by your yawn. What was the yawn thing? I mean, like, what was before the yawn thing? No, come on. Don't make no, me. No, you were talking about tattoos. No, it wasn't talking about tattoos. I was talking about deodorant or something. Yeah, the tattoos are deodorant. That's what they would use the deodorant to get the stencil out. I don't remember shit. Listen, they I ain't shipping shit, bitch. Listen, they would fucking draw the picture, and then they would get the deodorant, put the deodorant on you, and then they would grab the stencil, put it on you. Oh, the number two lead pencil. That's yes. what we're talking about. That's right, because I remember by my biological uh, mother, um, she claims that this is what she happened to her, but I somehow, when I was a child, had a number two lead pencil in my crib, and I tried climbing out of my crib, you know, unattended with a lead pencil, and I crawled out and fell on the ground and stabbed that pencil through my cheek. Look, at, I still have a hole oh, in my cheek to this day. You see it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a hole. And she's like, that would be biological mother, which I don't speak to them anymore. Um, they, she said to me, that wasn't you. That was me. I was the one who fell out of my crib. I'm like, how are you the mother? And you fell out of your crib with a, with a number two lead pencil, and, and I have a hole in my cheek. So, I mean, where's your hole in your cheek? I'm pretty sure mine's visible. Anyway, I just had to get that off my chest, you know. But there was so many things that were so creatively created when you get into those facilities that you would never think in a million years. Like, as far as making soups and, and cake rolls. And, I so mean, just, just it was crazy. That's the only thing you got to eat because the food in there was like literally garbage. I mean, not saying the Roman noodles was the best thing in the world, but hey, you had to eat something. I mean, did you have like the, sh the shit on the shingle stuff? I mean, that, all those yeah, sayings? They, 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 I mean, they serve all that stuff up the road. I didn't think the food was that bad, but I mean, in Marion County, their food does not come from anywhere else but the inmates farming. And there, I got sick of happened. sweet potatoes. You have no idea. Like, I never thought I'd want to see sweet potatoes again in my entire life. Or oranges. Every 
freaking in the morning was oranges and eggs. Eggs and oranges. I even tried to fast for three days to do the whole Jesus cleansing soul thing and to lose weight. That shit didn't work. I don't give a damn how bad you are. How big you are. Nobody likes to be like Nobody. I mean, you can all eat so many honey buns, too. There's this sticky buns or honey buns. Some of that. But then when you crave in them, when you don't have anything on your books or your canteen, and, you know, somebody else has got a big load coming in, you just want to you eyeball them up, and they're they're victimized. They're, was there a lot of stealing? And, and Man, listen, in prison, it was, it was fucking crazy. It was unbelievable because... I mean, I actually got to see some shit that I, like shit that you see in the movies and people be like, oh, that shit don't happen in there. That shit don't, it's not real shit. Oh, shit. I seen some shit, boy, that I was like, God damn. I mean, did you see like. I just like turn the other way and you have to because you don't want to be labeled as a snitch in there that you're going to get. It's going to be, it's going to be the worst, the worst 18 months of anybody's life or, or two, three years, whatever you got. I mean, that's why they were. You like you see something, man, just turn around the other way, just act like you didn't see the shit. What about on the shows you see on television? I watch a lot of the documentaries, you know, about Escobar. I, I'm, I'm addicted. I, mean, I think a lot of females are addicted to all those, you know, type of crime shows. And we watch them all. And they, what the jail ones always show the shower scenes are always the most vulnerable times. And they have a shank, or you know, they had to inter- introduce man, somebody yes. into a gang or something. Did you see witness any of that? I wouldn't motherfucking get shanked the first thing, third day or second day I got there. You they told what? I didn't really win. We were going to lunch. I'll check it out. We were going to lunch, and uh, they told this guy who's the north sider. They told him to check in, and what that means is grab your stuff and go up to the front desk so they can ship you out of that out of that prison. Well, the guy said no, he wasn't gonna go nowhere. So the other guy's like, "All right, we'll see you right now." So we're headed to lunch. Walking down to the Chaha, we inside the Chaha, and all of a sudden I see the guy. I'm watching, you know, I'm watching the guy because my first three days there, I see the guy. And I see him walking towards to go dump his tray, and the other guys were like at the table talking shit to him. But at the same time, though, you're not allowed to talk, but because there's officers walking up and down, and they tell you, hey, listen, shut the fuck up and eat your food and get the fuck out of here. So as the guy was um, going to empty out his tray, all of a sudden. Um, everybody just like literally just got up and took off running like they just got up and got away from the guy fell on the ground and I just seen like red I'm like I'm blown because I was like oh shit and then I seen the guy throw the, the knife in the garbage can and I'm just like what the fuck this nigga really just got stabbed right here. like right like he was like three tables away from or far away from us and I just seen the guy they put him in a stretcher and they took him in a helicopter ride and I never seen the guy again I don't know if he made it or he died but he never came back to the pound. And everybody was like, man, if you've seen anything, just shut the fuck up. Don't say nothing. And the officers are going to come in. They're going to come in here and they're going to... Well, actually, they made all of us get naked. What? They made all of us take our clothes off in the lunchroom and to search us, but naked. Really? And one by one, or it was like three or four of them at a time that were... Officers were coming. They were in groups. There was like about 15 or 18 of them motherfuckers. And there were like three in the group. And they would get like four or five people and they would make you take your shoes off, take off your clothes, butt naked. I'm talking about butt, booty butt naked in the fucking child just to search to make sure that you didn't have the gun. I mean, had the, the knife on. Or whoever had it or 
or they were trying to find it. And that shit was crazy because I couldn't believe it. I was like, and then one of the guys was like, in there, he was like, hey man, you're gonna be straight, though. He's like, you're Sudanian, though. You're Sudanian, you're straight. I got an A13 tatted on my neck, and everybody thinks it's um, as um, South 13 on it, but it's really an 8 13, the area code, the Hillsborough County area code. So a different gang? No, not a different gang. It's, they thought I was a Sudanian, they thought mm. I was a Southsider. Because I got the two S right here, and then it's got the A13. Is that a, a bad thing or a good thing? Uh, no, it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing because the Sudanians, I don't give a damn what anybody says. Them motherfuckers run that prison. They're running because you're outnumbered. And once you're outnumbered, really, you can't really do nothing because they're going to fuck you up. They're, like, off rips. If so you, did you, did, you uh, did they know that you were in... Whatever gang you did, you, I mean, how did that yes, go? Yes, they listened to me. These motherfuckers know before you even get to that camp, they know you're getting to that camp. It's crazy, but it's true. They, they motherfuckers are waiting for you. If you say you're about that life, when you get up that motherfucker road and you try to fucking switch out or try to be like, oh no, I'm not, no, that shit don't work with them up there. They motherfuckers already know what you claim, where you're from, and why did you go to. Why'd you go to prison for it? And if you lie to them or try to come up with some bullshit story, that's that's all on you. But you just got to keep it real from day one and just, it is what it is. But then the motherfuckers are not to play with, i tell you that. So if you have one, you know, piece of advice to give for everybody listening out there that may have to face some prison time or is in prison and, you know, needs some advice related to them, or you know, just wants to know what what in closing and 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 want to thank you so much. Seriously, you, you're welcome to come on the show anytime. What is what is something they they should take away from from your advice? No, don't get in no gang, but because if you're in a gang in the streets, man, that's it's it gets real. It gets what I mean. It gets real. It gets real in there. And the first day I got there to the main unit, um, one of the guys approached me and. He knew who I was, he knew where I was from, he knew who my family was and everything, and I didn't even know this guy. This guy's from Bradenton, I'm from Tampa. So the guy tells me, yeah, this, 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 and this, and I was like, yeah, man, that's me. And he's like, all right, well, check it out. He's like, um, my boss wants to see you, the boss wants to see you out there at yard. And I'm thinking like, what the fuck, I gotta go out to the yard. I don't really, it wasn't mandatory, second yard and third yard wasn't mandatory, so. Either you went out there or you didn't want to go out there, you could stay inside your dorm. But since I had just gotten there, the guy tells me, hey, um, they want to talk, my people want to talk to you out there. They want to verify who you are. I said, all right, man, they're going to see if I was allowed to stay in the camp or they're going to try to make me check in. Well, the good thing was that my brothers, rest in peace, were locked up with that same guy that was the leader right there in Hamilton CI. So therefore, the guy seen me and then he's like, hold on, hold on, man. He's like, I know you, man. I know you. And I was like, nah, man. He's like, yeah, you were in Bavar with me. And this year, and then and in the year, and then he said you were in um, Bavar, Lancaster, uh, I think it was, was my other, where my other brother went. There were two jet camps, as a matter of fact. My brothers went to prison when they were jet. So my brothers were locked up two different years. A different time and the guy knew the years that they were locked up so he knew my brothers and that's what helped me because the guys were uh, the leader of that gang was 
friends with my brothers when they were younger. And the guy's like, man, you're Felix and Greg's brother. And when he said that, I was like, oh, shit, this motherfucker knows my people. So he says, hey, man, so how's your brother doing, man? Tell him I said, what's up, man? And he's like, I had to tell him. He didn't know that my brothers had passed away that um, month. Yeah, it was like October. Yeah, they passed away in October. And December, I was already in prison on, on New Year's. I was up the road. Right? I was already in my main camp. So I told him, I was like, man, my brothers, they got passed, they passed away. And he was like, man, come on, man, stop fucking with me, man. He's like, um, let's try to get on the phone with him, man. And I'm going to go, he's like, I'm going to go into your dorm so we can try to call him. He's like, well, I got a phone. My, I just got a phone he's going to let you use so you can uh, call, your, call your brothers, man. I want to talk to your brothers. And I told him, and I showed him the tattoos on my head. I was like, look, bro, my brothers are gone. And that's why I got their names tattooed on there's no fucking way, but that's what saved me from it. They wanted, because what they do is if they, they get other street gangs and they make them switch into Sureños in there. So either you're with them or you're against them. And nine times out of 10, these motherfuckers will switch out and go turn into a Sureño. I got a couple of homeboys that got their tattoos, um, fake, cut. I'm not cut, but I mean, scraped, not scraped, but they got it. Yeah, they, they they fucking put other other tattoos on to uh, to cover up our Latin life tattoos and then they put the Sureños tattoos on their cheek. On the, they're pushed out. They're like they weren't about it. Well, when I went up the road at that time, my mentality was like, like I don't give a fuck. My brothers died Latin life, so I was gonna die that way too. So it was just like it was crazy because it shit happened so quick and so fast. It's just like the best thing to do, man, is. Fuck them gangs, fuck all that shit. That shit is nothing but it's, it's, it's something that you're never gonna get. Yeah, and that shit's not a game because at the end of the day, the niggas that say they got your back are the niggas that backstab you. Them are the motherfuckers that they do dirt on you, and you thinking they're your they're your homeboys, they're your homeboys, but in reality, they're not your homeboys, man. You ain't got that gang life is. I mean, there's a couple of real people out there, but not all of them. They're just out to get. Well, I I think that, you know, beyond the, you know, level of, you know, people out there for you, it goes beyond, you know, a a prison or goes beyond a gang and stuff. I mean, it happens everywhere, right? It just matters on the extreme, you know, of the situation. You just never really can trust anyone out there and just to always rely on yourself. And it's a doggy dog world out there, you know, and you just got to make sure you... You got a good nose to sniff the bullshit from a mile away and don't walk in it. And, but I want to thank you so much. Um, mucho gracias, senor, for coming on to do the show and you and telling your story. And you're more than welcome to join us anytime. You can come back on and teach us some Spanish, some more, uh, some more Espanol, you know, pinche madre. <laughs> I mean, you know, if we could learn some basic stuff too, that doesn't sound like, you know, swear words, but what fun would that be? But thank you. You did great. You did great for your first time. You know, and um, you're going to get your sticker. You know, everybody gets a sticker. The DDRL, you know, yeah, first time around the podcast show. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch. But thank you, um, Mr. Santana, for being on the DDRL podcast over here. And WDA is reporting live. <laughs> we are. We, and oh, by the way, speaking of tattoos, we need to get necklace over here. 
We need him back. We, we need him back over here to finish my my uh, my octopus tattoo. This is a PSA. We're looking for Nicholas out there. Nicholas, if you're listening, we need you to report to Mr. Santana. That's right. And uh, don't forget, you can, we are streaming daily on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, SiriusXM, Google Music, Apple. You name it, Castlebox, Overcast, Alexa, Radio Public, we're on it. And if we're not on it, let me know. Shoot, slide into the DMs and we'll get on it. You can also reach me anytime if you'd like to be a guest on the show at WDSReportingLive at gmail.com. And, of course, you can find me on all the socials as well. And I love to hear from people. And I some, I try my best to respond back ASAP. I do read them. But I will get back to you as soon as possible. And um, I just love people. I'm just a people collector. I don't think... I think people like me, too. My, people like you now with your hair. You got hair. <laughs> Everybody have a great rest of your day. Stay positive, Patties. No Debbie Downers. You hear me? Peace out, bitches. So hungry, roots and fake. Ain't that shit funny? They lie to your face. They acting snake. I do what I want. I made my way. I'm not in the front. You should back the fuck up or I'll light the bitch up. I remember busting the semis, busting the tech. Wishing and praying for the first check. One step too close. We aim at your neck. Watch yourself. Got a new protect. My soul, I must protect. So I just sold and make a set. Reach for go through blood and sweat. Yeah, hey, We better apart. Poop in the whip. It's pussy to start. We starting the show. Came out from the dark. Make a hit. Then we depart. Bulls gon' blow straight from the car. Look this shit. Go